Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. Hey, I'm Johnny Nguyen, founder of The Venture Out, the best way to get your morning started. Find it on theventureout.com. And I'm Bo. I'm excellent. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's currently, it is Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018. Thanks for listening. And the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there, we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. <laughs> All right, so we're going to kick things off here with our first segment. Oh, real quick, though. Oh, you got something? I would like to introduce the our Patreon page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, for fans of us to please go visit the, our Patreon. We set one up, so if you're kind enough to donate a buck or two, um, it'll help feed us. I eat ramen noodles every night, and I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I yep. mean, I can upgrade from the uh, from the pack of uh, ramen to the to the to the cup. <laughs> hey, that's good stuff. Every, every dollar, and I eat the cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's high high in fiber. <laughs> so check it out. You get exclusive content and a bunch of other goodies or, or fibrous materials. I guess that's what it's. <laughs> okay, so we're going to kick things off uh, with our first segment. Hot take news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. Okay, so this, uh, this headline grabbed me here, so let's see what we got here. Yeah. <clears throat> in medical news, a full penis and scrotal transplant has been performed. The doctor said it was hard, but they were able to see it through. So the the, the details of it are... That's pretty funny. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I was proud of myself. Yeah. I tried to make it two puns, but I could only get the one. <laughs> Uh, the doctor, oh wait, <laughs> a surgical team from Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore performed a total penis and scrotum transplant. The first operation of its kind anywhere in the world. Yeah. I think they've transplanted a penis before, and I think two different times. Yeah. But this is the first penis and, and scrotum. And I'm keeping it very medical here for. So did they yeah, take it from a, from a dead body? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Just check it. <laughs> I, I think it was a, a, don- a donor from a deceased, um, a deceased person, yes. Really? Is that, uh, is that a little cocky? <laughs> I like how to, it was, uh, to, to assume <laughs> that somebody would want it. I mean, I think I don't think you have to like have a good penis to like. I would like the people who need these penis transplants or whatever. Yeah, they're probably happy to get whatever they can get. So I, you know, I'm donating my body to science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're looking for a penis transplant and the list of names are all Asians? <laughs> like, ooh, ooh, I see uh, a Win Tran Ho. You got me. You got any Jenkinses? You got any Williamses <laughs> in the? Uh, <laughs> you got any Lashawns in that? Uh, <laughs> in that mix there for me, but yeah. you know I gotta gotta go home to the old. All right, I think we just earned our explicit. So that's good. No. That's good. <laughs> okay, it says uh, the fourteen-hour procedure called a vascularized composite allantro allotransplantation. Vascularized composite allotransplantation was okay. carried out by two row two urological surgeons and nine plastic surgeons. It says, uh, incredibly, the transplant involved a single piece of tissue that weighed nearly five pounds and measured about ten inches across. So, <laughs> I'm guessing he got the the, the deluxe model installed. <laughs> <laughs> and here we have your uh, Cadillac penis. <laughs> I was like, man, uh, five pounds and ten inches across. <laughs> I mean, good luck with that, buddy. Or good luck to his girlfriend. Um, uh, see, the, the recipient who wishes to remain anonymous had his uh, genitals destroyed by a bomb while serving in Afghanistan. 
Oh, yeah. Well, everybody deserves one. Yeah, it took a turn. Yeah, yeah. It took a turn. Definitely. But, like, this is a. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good story after all, or whatever. Yeah. It says, um, the serviceman also lost. I think it'd be funnier if he was like the gentleman who didn't want to remain in Dallas because of his big old dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a social media posted <laughs> below, ladies. <laughs> Five pounds, though. Good grief. Yeah. All right. Uh, he uh, also lost both legs b- below his knees, but he was particularly distraught by the loss of his genitals. And to that, I say, I don't blame you. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's rough. So um, let's see. Okay, so 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 to visualize, this is a real medical break. Really, we're still going on with this. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I got one topic at the end there, but yeah, go. Oh, no, I, I found this fascinating. You don't think it's fascinating? Okay. The first of its of its kind, like a penis transplant. This is this well. There's been other penis transplants. We've talked two. about this. There's well, two. Well, penis and scrotum is what you're yeah. saying. Yes. Well, like, this I think had, and only... this happened in ball to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I worked on that joke all segment. <laughs> you know, they were going to do it in in uh, <laughs> scrotum and scrotum. Excuse me. Oh man. Say the. Oh, so here's another interesting part of it, right? I don't know how you guys aren't finding this fascinating because it blew my blew my mind. Uh, to, so to visualize, he basically got a transplant of everything below, from like mm. the belly button to to the air, like below your crotch. So like it was. Oh man, yeah, yeah. The whole thing got transplanted. What did you sit on the bomb? Jesus. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was probably oh. like a, one of those uh, roadside bombs or whatever. Oh, so they're, they're yeah, yeah. beneath you. He lost his feet too. I mean, his legs. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So um, th- so get this: the donor's testes weren't transplanted for ethical reasons, because they said the doctors thought it might be possible. For the recipient of the uh, transplant, the soldier, to pass on genetic information from the other guy, if he got like his uh his testes put in there too. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I was like, oh man, like he's some some weird uh uh hybrid kid, like a mix of the two guys, and then like I don't know, like, kid comes out looking all crazy, and then you're looking at your wife all weird. Yeah, wow, well, that's a good eth- ethical foresight. Uh. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I guess if the guy, it should be up to him, right? If he wanted it, he should have been able to get it, I guess, is how that should go. Like, the doctor should definitely have asked him. I don't know if it, if they did or not. I don't think so. I don't think uh, as a recipient you have a right to say, hey, you know, I want that guy's genetic material to pass on. Oh. Is that what we're yeah, talking about? That's what we're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess he, so, he doesn't yeah. have a right to that. Uh, when that person think? dies, he only trans- donates his organs, not, not his uh, um, reproductive uh, lineage after that. That would be way weird. Like, yeah, I don't mind you getting my dong, but I don't want you having kids that I I, I didn't have. But like, okay, so let, let's let, let's dissect that a little bit, so to speak. Mm. Because yes. <laughs> dissect, Ooh, getting uncomfortable yeah. now. Okay, I mean, all things are equal, right? Like, it it may actually have this other guy's g- genetic information or whatever, but he would have no legal recourse or whatever. So, like, if this dude does want to have a kid, it would be a chance for him to ha- have a kid, and so he would raise the kid like his own. I, like, I feel like there might be some even religious repercussions from that too. The the I, donor has a religious preference, and there's hmm. ramifications from that. Even I, I, I don't know. I'm just extrapolating here, but that's. What do you think about that, Bo? Uh, you know, I don't know. Do you, if you donate an organ, right, that person's organ is uh, a part of you. Now, I, maybe I might be. I might be confused. But you're saying that the guy that was receiving the dong didn't want to have the other guy's children. We don't know that. The doctors, the doctors made that decision. Made the for ethical, him. made the, the, the decision on ethics basis. Yeah. To not give the recipient, the other, the, the donors, ability to yeah. pass on genetic information. I, I would say, for me, it would depend on the. Um, 
Okay, so I just sat on a bomb and everything is blown to smithereens down there. Mm-hmm. Do I even have anything left? If, well, you're getting it put in. They're yeah, just only giving you like two thirds. I'm not. I'm talking about. Can I make my own genetic information? Do I have? Uh, no, no. The, you the, the ability to pass on and make children. Yeah. Your own? So, 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 no. so basically, the doctor said you can't have children. Uh, well, you cannot have children, and they're saying you can. You will re- continue to not be able to have children. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, yeah. it would be it's it's a, a different kind of adoption. I guess you'd have to have. He has to adopt now. He can't have actually have children. Right. Okay. I I say I thought about it a little bit. Um, if I think that on the form where you donate your scrotum or whatever, the and I really don't know the actual terms. I I, I don't. You guys know how it all works, by the way. You're curious. Of course, uh, we do. organ donor. No, like your. Your your reproductive system. I've got like um, like seventy yeah. percent of it. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think you on the form you should say, "Hey, do you mind giving this person uh, your testes and or the ability to like pass down your genetic information?" Like, I think as long as everybody agrees to it, it's fine. So, like, I, like I'm fine. I mean, if I'm, I give someone my organs, yeah, they do what they want. Well, I, Johnny does have a point in that. I think it is a little different to like give them the ability to have your children, basically. Yeah. And okay. so, I mean, so yeah, it, even though they'll raise them totally like yours or whatever, but it is like officially your kid. Yeah, I would yeah. say I would only uh, object to that if I did not want to pass in my information. So let's say I had like Huntington's disease or something in my genetic. Right, exactly. Then, then I would, yeah. I would explicitly say no because I don't want that, that to propagate. That to propagate. Correct. I want that to kind of die with me right. or something like that. But unless so, I unless I have some objection, I wouldn't. So let's take it one step Have further. Have my kids. Let's take it one step further. Let's say it's uh, my my um, my genetic material that I'm, I'm do- donating to the recipient, and I say yes, you're allowed to take that material and propagate uh, with that. Mm-hmm. But let's say I do have a family history of some sort of disease. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it is still ethical for the doctor to screen that material and say, hey, the donor consented, but that genetic material has a lot of deficiencies. We don't want to go on with that. Ooh, that's no, a fine line. It's all, yeah, it, that, yeah, that's it's, a fine it's, line. It's all a choice. So I, I would that's say a fine line. Yeah, the, yeah. the donor you're has right. to be like, hey, as soon as the words love and value, you're right. You you can you, you can. can have my you can have my testes. You can have the ability to have children. Yeah. These beautiful children. Yeah. Um, right. And then and then the recipient can say, and then the doctors can do my genetic test or like my family yeah. history and say, okay, uh, recipient, you can have this guy's testes, but know that he's got a family history of blah 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 blah. And you're Correct. like, I just want to have children. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then I think as long as everybody agrees to it, then I am perfectly fine with it. And yeah. the doctors should ask both parties. Yeah. But if, yeah. So if there was no consent to begin with, then get call doctors. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, very interesting to me. I think yeah. it's cool that we're still doing medical breakthroughs here. Uh, oh, there was another thing. It was like. Um, I get one thing. Uh, it was like uh, 1,300 U.S. servicemen have uh, sustained gen- genitourinary injuries. Of which thirty-one percent involve injuries to the penis, according to the Department of Defense. So this is a that's the thing a, a, a big problem, and you know, so, oh wait, this is a uh, in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. So I guess with a lot of the IEDs that's mm-hmm. going on. So this is like a, a good thing that'll hopefully get perfected, and you know, a lot of our soldiers will get their ability to, you know, get back in there. Yeah, there's some bionic dogs. Yeah, that's probably what they're doing. I guess. Uh, well, there's. I mean, that's, never mind. I don't want to go, <laughs> go there, but that's what's out there. Yeah. I'm sure they're working on it in Japan. <laughs> no, they got they got they got way it's too a many transformer. <laughs> well, like a, it's a dick that turns around and it's like arms pop out, like start not, shooting lasers. And not only is it a grower, it's a transformer. <laughs> it's a grower, a shower, and a, and a yeah. uh, inverter. It's a target master, headmaster. 
So the one topic I had for this segment was um, I was listening to uh, in, uh, BBC World News this morning talking about how there's a a um, prison in Kenya, Kenya's largest maximum security prison, actually, uh, in Navasha. And a few years ago, they started a mindfulness program. Hmm. So this is a, a group of 3,000 prisoners and all the um, folks that go along with it. All these folks are like life imprisonment or on death row pretty much. So this is like... The worst of the worst, sort of. And for the last several years, they've been practicing um, mindfulness. And the results have been very positive. Not everybody participates in it, but of the folks who do, 89% have uh, stayed on service that they've seen a marked improvement on their behaviors, their relationship with the guards, and is attributed mainly to um, their their ability for uh, um, acceptance. That's one of the practices in it, to accept the behavior that um, you're feeling, and what goes along with that and to be able to detach from it and let it go eventually. So I think it's a great concept. If we can introduce more of that into the prison um, lifestyle, all the better. Yeah, there's, um, I used to be a, a kind of a, a mentor for some inner city um, kids, and there were some some techniques uh, in the mindfulness or um, I think it's called cognitive behavioral therapy, something like that yeah. uh, realm, where it's like if you can kind of like um, – impart some some skills on how to like cope with stress and things like that then you can get like much better results and like even even the little bit i taught like a showed a kid how to like take a second and breathe like somebody was trying to get in his face i was like you know Mm. take a second breathe inhale and think about how you want to react to it and then like the next week i saw him he was like yeah man i uh i I did the technique you taught me and i was about to get into a fight and then like i i I didn't and i was like (gasps) Like, That's fantastic. Uh, Good job, Lance. You know, I, I try, man. I try. It's not all just uh, complaining. I try to get out there and do stuff <laughs> here and there. Huh. Kenyan. You know, so maybe we can bring that to America. That'd be nice, right? Well, it might already be in America. Mm, it's not. <laughs> it, it might be in, like, the, the Portland prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in, uh, in Attica. <laughs> so uh, it's time for our mindfulness session, and here's your uh, hipster coffee. Uh, your uh, your craft beer. I saw a video of a, I think it was a guy who was in prison in like uh, one of the Scandinavian countries, and it looked like it was a apartment in the major city. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw, it and I was like, like oh, that looks kind of nice. Yeah, he kind of lives over there. He's like, he's in prison. Man, that's nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the prison cell I saw in in uh, in like Sweden or whatever was yeah. nicer than like the, the, some of the ho- the. Uh, the apartments I've seen in New York. <laughs> like, yeah. It's nicer than Peter Parker's <laughs> yep. apartment. Also, um, I was listening to some like, uh, I was watching some like Netflix documentary on prisons or whatever. And it was like some dude ha- had like killed somebody in, in one of these Scandinavian countries or whatever. And he got like, it was maybe like 10 to 20 years or something like that. And he was like, mm-hmm. he was for sure getting out of prison. I was like, man, even for murder, this dude didn't get life in prison. They were like, yeah, you know, he goes into prison and then he, um, you know, gets rehabilitated and he comes out. I was like, uh, all right. <laughs> I'm cool with it. I think America's prison Pop, you know. I mean, I crazy. would. I, I don't know. Let's say you're the victim's family. Oh yeah, right. And you see this guy, and he's like ten, twenty years later. He's like, he's like your neighbor mowing his lawn. Hey, buddy. Yeah. yeah I just, you know, killed your, your I, brother. I still feel bad about that. I took some mindfulness. I'm mindful. I accept my actions. I think America's too. Uh, hey, you want those? Uh, you got any extra sugar? We're too vindictive as a country. I think. Oh, yeah. uh, I think the rest of the, the world's got it. Got it. Like so. For example. The Kenyan prison population for per one hundred thousand people of the national population, there's one hundred and fourteen prisoners in Kenya. In the United States, per hundred thousand uh, people in prison, there's six hundred sixty-six people in prison. 
we have five times the incarceration rate of Kenya. Like, that's not good. We're doing way too much in, in America with our prison, so we well, need to calm it down. So you're right. In Finlandia, mindfulness would be uh, mandatory for all citizens. Mm. Ooh, mandatory? <laughs> mandatory. It's so funny. Like, uh, so uh, what's Finlandia, Johnny? <laughs> Finlandia is the made-up country that if I was the uh, the ultimate ruler and everything I say goes, this is the way it would be run. So like you're current, and I th- we talk about this all the time. So I know I know all, all about Finlandia, but like Johnny, he's got a lot of good stuff going in this country or whatever. But it's all mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> like, so what happens if you don't do it? You go to prison? No, no, we ship you off to uh, Petlandia. Oh, <laughs> that's <a> hellhole. <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our other friend's place. He's a. Uh... I, I think that alone <laughs> would be enough to scare all of my citizens. <laughs> all right, all right, and that's uh, the hot take news <laughs> for all of us here at News Center Four. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Uh, We'll be right back after this. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance. Oh, yeah. I'm Johnny. And I am Bo. All right. So we have our philosophical segment right now that we're going to get into. So, okay. I just finished this book. It's called um, There Is No Us Without You. Something like that. Damn, I should have looked up the name. Mm. But it's about a Korean-American English teacher or a Korean American who goes to teach English to affluent North Korean students. And the thing I wanted to bring to, and it's a very interesting book because it kind of gives like an insight into what goes on in North Korea, you know, and how they interact with uh, outsiders. And they have these things called monitors, which are basically like these people who follow her around and make sure she only sees what North Korea wants her to see and make sure that she only teaches the kids like not no outside stuff or whatever, because they want to, the propaganda there is like to make it seem like North Korea is the best country. And so if she's like, yeah, in America, you know, I, uh, I go to, I met professional football players and they're like, what? You can meet celebrities. But, but the, like she has to keep that stuff under wraps cause they'll like kick her out. If she tries to make it seem like America is a better country than North Korea. Or she's like, yeah, I eat all the time. It's great. I mean, you know, she has to, <laughs> <laughs> I have food. <laughs> she has to like kind of, you know, keep it under wraps. They gave her like a list of stuff she can't say. But the thing I found interesting was that the whole time in the book, she's like, She's like, yeah, I purposely have my MacBook up on the desk to let the children know that there's more th- more out there than what they have. And I show my Kindle to them so they can know that there's technology out there so they can see things. And I was just like, I don't know, lady, like, I guess I see that you're trying to, like, plant the seeds of, yeah. of like, a better life mm-hmm. for these kids. Mm-hmm. But I'd have a sandwich <laughs> just right there on the table. Be like, look, kids. Look, I have a sandwich. I'm actually too full to even eat it, but yeah. I'm not going to give it to you. Oh, in America, man, in America, I have a gut. I, I throw this away <laughs> when I'm done with it. Yeah. But, but like, we feed this to our dogs. But, but the thing I wanted to talk about here on the Junta was that, like, she, if even if she succeeded in, like, opening their minds to the outside world, to what end? Because if, if they, like, started having these thoughts about the dear leader not being perfect or whatever, mm-hmm. they basically get killed. Or like, are punished really harshly. So I'm like, like, should she even be trying to? Of course she should. Why? Because any attempt to try for a better world is worth trying for. Yeah. If you have a zero percent chance of success, I don't know about zero, but if if there is a chance, that's of a very success, fatalist attitude. Right. To have it's North Korea. Korea. <laughs> like, yeah, no, Korea. no, but th- it's not zero because if you if you're getting in at the grassroots <laughs> as far as affecting uh, people's minds and the way they think, that's. That's powerful stuff right there. Who knows what that might lead to? That that's like the yeah. butterfly effect. I do. Right there. Them getting what? killed and like their whole family well, getting killed. Imagine, imagine too. any other time in history when 
if there was you know a bad time in history with someone who who got the power who yeah. through false pretenses or whatever is doing things that are reprehensible right. and <laughs> you're the voice of saying no 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 don't right. do anything i'm surprised you of all people say that lance <laughs> i mean uh, coming from where slavery was and where we are today if those people long time ago wouldn't even try to make a stand. We wouldn't even be even as close as we are today. Well, the thing is, though, like, slavery wasn't defeated by the slaves. Like it, it, here and there, it indivi- took time. It took indi- a long time. Individual people like escaped from it or whatever. But at the systemic level, it only happened when there was big societal change in laws and a and a bloody civil war. So, like maybe no, well, maybe that's, you in, can that's open, in America. Though. No, but I, I think but it takes, you can open like this North Korean kid's eyes, and maybe he like defects or whatever. But then, if even if yeah. he does that, then they kill his grandparents and his and his kids and like his, and everybody else. But you yeah. still try. I mean, people back then who were um, trying to stop slavery risk a lot themselves, themselves and their families, but they still did it, and it, it took the those steps for us to build upon to get to where we are today. So, what that teacher is doing in North Korea is like laying one brick in the foundation to hopefully building towards something much, much bigger than that. I think it's selfish. I think she, I think it's what, selfish. What, I think, I think, I think she thinks of herself as some type of like a hero or, or freedom fighter, and all she's really doing is just putting these kids in danger. No, I, I, I feel like we, we've had this kind of talk before as well, where just because you're doing a charitable uh, um, action for a selfish reason mm-hmm. doesn't negate the charitable action itself. I say no. I say, hey, if you you're trying to donate money because you want to look good yourself and brag about how you contribute to the community, it's not the best, obviously, but that money still is having a positive effect on the community. So, no, I'm not talking. You I'm can't not, negate that. I'm not hating on her actually teaching English to the North Korean kids. That because like it's it's her. She was a, a writer and basically a spy. Okay. But then everybody else there was like, uh, it was a religious school set up by some American church, mm-hmm. and like the other people there were like super fundamentalist Christians who were like teaching these these uh, North Koreans um, English and like with a a, a twinkle wait, wait. a twinkle of religion because you couldn't do that either I don't I don't understand that yeah it, well yeah the, you can't teach them religion straight out because the religion right. is is, is uh, the, a dear leader they, dear leader was God but like the the way the missionaries the other ki- everybody else was missionaries and they were, in their mind they were like teaching them English in the hopes of it like some somewhere down the line when the, the regime fell or whatever then they would like pick up Christianity and then um Oh no no no! It was the the kids would see their good example of how to be like selfless people, and then that would teach them the goodness of Jesus. Something something along the lines of what they're. Okay. I mean, it was missionary work, like most missionary yeah. work, but they couldn't. They definitely couldn't be like explicit, like Jesus is good or so, whatever. But, okay, so, but to your so, point about yeah, I still understand you hang up though. Well, to, to your point she's about doing a good deed, that's not my problem. I don't have an issue with her teaching English to these kids. That's fine. It's her purposely trying to like show them these, these little parts of the outside world and like. Uh, expand their horizons or let them know that things are in North Korea aren't what they seem that yeah. I take an issue with because she's putting them in danger. Well, like basically without their permission. I, I see what you're saying now. Change has to start somewhere? Yeah. I mean, she has to. Does she? Yeah. She yeah. Ha- I mean, like, what are you going to do? You're going to see people who, who don't know that they're in, imprisoned and, and be like, you know... You, Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you stay in a in your own little cage, you know, and not be like, you know, there's just to let you know, there's a whole wide world out there. Okay, so I, I guess I'm because because I, I do see your point about like yes, slaves should probably fight or whatever, and I well, I'm, I mean I'm not talking about just like what Johnny was saying, yeah, but but okay, but I think the difference being is that like a 
like you're taking somebody who already wants to fight and then helping them. That's different than. Well, you got to start somewhere, though, right? <laughs> but like this person, this person's fine. I, I, like you're, you're, I think the nuance here, though, is kids. If they're, 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 they might, they might be college students. Oh, like, man! No, of course you teach the, teach them English and try to teach them, show them more stuff. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're like children who don't know any better, and you're risking nobody. Nobody knows. Risk, nobody knows better. You're, you're brought up from your entire childhood. Hey, man, life ain't fair. Once you hit an adult. Let's face the world here. Life ain't that easy. I, look, I mean, I, in general, well, for me, it's, it's all of our pretty easy. It's not too bad. I mean, I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, um, in, in that society, it's it's just maybe in a, in a place where you stood more of a chance or whatever, but it's like it's so harsh there that, that he'll it's, just get it, you. Even it, more of a reason. So yeah, you're, taking, you're, take, you're like plucking somebody because these, these, the kids you're teaching are like already like pretty affluent or whatever. It's, it's so and mind- that's the perfect person yeah, to, exactly. to expose the one. It's like, so mind blowing. you expose the affluent person yeah. to that, the affluent person actually has a chance of, you know, getting more affluent people to, to think the same way and the affluent people are the people that actually can make the change. That or those people can actually make connections to start smuggling stuff in. And if you have half the country smuggling things in, then all of a sudden people are going to see the emperor has no clothes. And then that's when everything falls apart. Mm, I mean, I see I see you guys point. Okay, so a couple of other tidbits or whatever. One, it was still kind of like unclear if everybody actually believes that like Kim Jong-un Jong or whatever was like, re- like he really did uh, hit seven holes in one or whatever. <laughs> but um, I think they do think it. And it's propaganda from day one. Every song that they sing is about Dear Leader. Like, there's no, like, yeah. pop culture. It's, like, Dear Leader. Every TV show is, like, documentaries on how great he is. And it's just, like, all day, every day it's drilled into you. So, mm, I don't know. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, I think that's a pretty pretty good discussion on that. Was that pretty hot for hot day news? <laughs> <laughs> was that new? No, it's not the news. That's philosophical. Oh, that's philosophical. That's pretty okay. philosophical. That's pretty, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, it, I mean, it was a good book, though. A, an interesting insight into uh, North Korea. You know, I'm fascinated by that type of stuff. So, I recommend the book. It was a, maybe like a B-minus book, but, you know, if you're interested mm. in that, it's, it's really good. And read. what's the book's name? Without You, There Is No Us. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. And that was about, about the dear leader. Okay, uh, we'll be right back with our next segment. Thanks. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And I am Bull. And we're here with our world-famous pop culture segment. <laughs> hey, so I was curious. Have you guys uh, heard of the this uh, rap sensation, and just sensation in general, Cardi B? Hmm. I uh, I have. If I feel like, you know, her persona, I don't know, her, her celebrity is being pushed out into the world by... I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing PR firms or something. Mm, I think it's kind of great. I feel like she, more than most people, is really grassroots. Like she's just so, uh, her energy is such a good energy that I think it is get, having her. I'm sure she has people, but I think she's just like she was so great that everybody just wants to be around her. And also, she put her album out. Uh, it's called um, Invasion of Privacy, and super good, man. Fantastic. I, 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 I cover to cover, and right. I don't even like music for real. I was gonna say from a guy who doesn't listen to pop music anymore. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, it's, it's like her voice is rough, and it's like Cardi B, blah blah blah. But like all the production is is really really good. Her lyrics are pretty good too. I, she might have had some help, but however she got there, it's a good product. All right. I've heard uh, she's like a Nicki Minaj ish person. I mean, I could see you saying that, or like a a, a non. What would you say? Me. I don't think I would make that comparison per se, but they both—I think they're both probably like female rappers from New York. 
Um, so, I mean, it's not like the worst comparison in the world. Right. Is there a better comparison? Like uh, maybe a DMX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would I compare it to? Maybe like Lil' Kim, maybe, actually, I think. Oh, but, okay. it, but it's not as overtly sexual. I mean, she. it's just like a... I don't know. She's kind of clever. And I, I've always liked Cardi B. I thought she was funny. Um, I think she's, you know, fairly attractive. And she's got, like, a really good energy. She's just, like, just real authentic. So, I mean, I recommend her album. <laughs> uh, if you, Johnny should give it a listen. I'd be really curious to see, see what you think about it, Johnny. Uh, I guess YouTube, though. But, you know, Johnny is probably... I associate him with music more than I do with you. What? I am a music aficionado. What are you listening to right now in the um, car? When you, when, you, when you go home, what are you going to have on through your speakers? Through my speakers, uh, well, Five okay, so days, we had never heard about this band. <laughs> you, well, so I just found out about this guy. He's, is, is, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Is, is Jaden? Jadena? Jadena, that's it. Oh, hey, you like Jadena? Yeah. So I, I get compared to Jadena a lot because because of our suave, uh, red tone, good looks. Uh, yeah, I guess you do kind of <laughs> look like it. you got the beard going on. Yeah, some right. of that. So I'm a classic man. So he. He had a. It was his album came out in 2017. So <laughs> this is the album I've been listening to, but he had a song called Bambi, and I really like it. So. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You know what, Bo? Consider hey. me myself corrected. Yes, me too, Bo. My bad. <laughs> well, he's a. Was it? He's a Kenyan. I was. I was going to bring him up because he's. I think a Kenyan rapper or something. Like that. He does mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I'm so currently I'm watching uh, Steven Universe, which I love, and it's still great. I do like. Is it really still great? Yes. I love yeah. Steven Universe. And, and what is that show again? It's um, it's about a kid who's his own mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like South Park. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically though. So um, it's a it's a cartoon. Um, and but they, you don't get that till like what season six or something. That, that is a cartoon. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> nah, so St- Steven Universe is the story of a young man who's being a boy who who is like I guess half alien, uh, being raised by his three alien g- guardians who are what's called. From gems. gems, crystal gems, the crystal gems, yeah. and so they're like uh, yeah. from a planet of. I could do the whole thing. Yeah. They're from a planet where the uh, inhabitants of the planet are basically all like gemstones. So like diamonds run the place. And it's a very cast oriented uh, yeah. uh, thing. But it's they, a, it's, a, it's a, the the more like the show started off, you're just kind of silly, and then you get into the world, and you're like, this is pretty good. It's 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 got a, a good message, and the characters are all pretty well flushed out, and like yeah. it's 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 sweet. And it's got a pretty. It's not like the best show in the world, but it's got a compelling story, and I like it. How's the animation? Terrible. Oh, but it's not going. I, for, I wouldn't say it's terrible. I mean, it's it's capable, but you're not watching it because it's like a. It's not a visual masterpiece. The characters mm-hmm. are like kind of blocky, yeah. and like they got big fat fingers and whatnot. Yeah, and it, and the and the the story gets it gets deeper and deeper, and there's some parts in there that uh, they would not go into like um, another kid show, yeah. like where it seems like they get more real than you would mm-hmm. you would really expect and that's when the show i think shines mm-hmm. you know yeah, it's deeper than you think for yeah. for, for the way it looks because it does kind of look uh kinda, right. like really like there was the one story where the the father who is kind of like this um i don't know what you consider this guy that lives in a van or fat dad homer, fat simpson. Dad, homer simpson. <laughs> yeah and when he was younger when he was like this i guess this up-and-coming rock star he actually he didn't have he didn't like the kid's mom but he liked her friend Ah yeah 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 you remember that <laughs> and then they and they just become kind of best friends after that and I guess they had a breakup and and it's weird that they would that a kid show would kind of go into that but when they did I was like that's that's pretty good yeah. see, see all right yeah. well I I mean I'm, I'm segueing a little bit but in, in the world of how many talented artists and animators there are out there the fact that they produce shows that 
aren't of the top notch animation. It's not me. no, it's not bad animation at all. It's just like But if it's not good animation that bugs me. It's not bad animation, but they made a stylistic choice to make it yeah. cartoony. It's, I mean, it's, it's just, stylistically probably easier to animate. Yes, no. I, but I don't think they made the choice because it's easier. I think they made the choice to like couch these the kid show. these serious kind of themes in like this kind of a deeper show than you think yeah. with a uh cartoony aesthetic. Yeah. If it's stylish, cool. But if they're doing it just because they want to stay cheap or non-artistic, that bugs me. No. But but I mean, if you go watch like let's say you watch a I don't know what's a what's a a well animated show. I'm thinking of like a regular anime or something like that. Dragon like Ball, Attack Dragon on Ball Titan Super. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you know Korra. Korra? Korra the, yeah, Korra's yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Korra, but I've heard good things about that show. But you know, you watch some of those shows and and sometimes it's like the story suffers, but the animation's really good. And you watch like Steven Universe and it's unexpectedly good story in mm-hmm. an animation style that's just I think my point is okay. simply there's so many good, talented artists and animators out there. Yeah. Like, how could you not find? It, no, I don't, but I don't think better. it's a lack of talent, though. They, yeah. they, so, it, looks, so, it looks exactly like the art the creator wanted it to look. Yeah. So if yeah. it's a stylistic choice, I can actually respect that. Well, I don't know that for a fact, but yeah. as, <laughs> but it's not like I don't watch it like, oh, man, this is such a good show with such crappy animation. Like, everything's fine. Yeah. They just Like a Adventure Time, right? It, it's... It looks, you know, the guy, he's got like a, a circle for a hand instead yeah, of a hand. Noodle arms. Yeah, noodle arms or whatever. Yeah. But I think that's just part of the aesthetic of that world. Like, yep. I think it was a conscious choice to make it look like that as opposed to like, I don't know, photorealistic <laughs> or like 3D or something like that. Like, yeah. I, I feel like one of the greatest um, uh, animation cartoons out there was Tron, even though it only lasted a season or two. Mm-hmm. Super stylistic. The animation was phenomenal. The design sets and that goes into it and the character movements were fantastic. Now take that and apply it towards good storylines as yeah. well. I mean, mind blown. Yeah, yeah. So there's a good uh, other animated show. There's One Punch Man. Oh, I love One, One Punch, Punch Man. One Punch. Yeah. Although it's it's. Keep talking. I don't know when. Uh, was it? They just go to the first, the second season, like two episodes or something like that, and that's it. Mm, I think it was just like. Is it, so that's the cool thing about anime. Is that like, <laughs> it tells the story, then ends. Except for Naruto, which went on for seven <laughs> <laughs> or Dragon Ball Z or whatever. Oh my gosh! Actually, Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Super, which I I saw and loved. I think it just like was all fighting and it just ended. I I thought it was going to keep going, but then I like, got the end of the tournament. It was like, and I guess that's the end of the show. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm fine with that. Okay, uh, what else? Uh, what are you watching, Bo? Westworld. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm going to be watching tonight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a point, and so- I'm going to. Put on my cowboy hat. Yeah. Get on my boot spurs. <laughs> White hat or black hat? Um, you know, I usually start off wanting to be black hat, and then I get a white hat. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Lance, you've seen it, right? What, the new Westworld? No, no, just the first season. Yeah. Okay, so how do we feel about the first season, and how, first much, season, how much do we love it? I, I would say that is a phenomenal show. I, but, and why? But I had why no, was it phenomenal? Phenomenal is a bit much. I don't... Well, okay, so... it. I went to the show thinking one thing because I'd watched the Westworld from the 1970s, right? So it's a Michael Crichton book, and they they had a 1970s version, and essentially just Jurassic Park with, you know, uh, androids. <laughs> but watching the show, it went in a completely different direction than what I was expecting, and so I guess that's probably why I liked it so much. And it had this kind of this uh, philosophical. Uh, yeah. Deep undertones that kind of started getting deeper and deeper, and then you kind of you know by the end of it, 
you know, if you watch if you watch ten hours of the thing straight and you kind of sit back and you go, uh, am I a robot? Oh. <laughs> Feel a little weird. Am I am I um, actually thinking the thoughts that I'm thinking? You're a simulation, Bo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So so then you know then I started thinking. You know, I wake up every single day. I do the same things, and I'm playing a video game, and I see an NPC. You know, kind of going on. He's he's doing his day, and I like follow him around. And I'm like. Is you follow me? NPCs around? Well, that's what I was doing. I was like, I was curious. <laughs> I was like, is that me trying to wake up? You're in North Korea. <laughs> so, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Why? What? Your thoughts on Westworld? Oh, uh, phenomenal. The the concept is phenomenal. Uh, and it was well executed. But, like, I found it, um, I don't know if, bo- not boring. Boring saying too much. Like, it's fine. Um, but it was. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I wanted to be faster paced. I think I think I, I think I or it, was, it either should have been faster paced or I should have watched it all. I should have binged it. Really? Yeah. yeah, binging it probably was the the key yeah. to it. I yeah, think. I feel like you binged it. Yeah, but it, I mean it's fine though. It's, it's it's interesting coming from the guy who loves Breaking Bad. Oh, well, Breaking Bad, but but Breaking so Bad also slow. slow, so slow. Well, yeah. I also started watching Breaking Bad like five times <laughs> and oh. <laughs> it didn't get good until the third season. Oh really? Oh, I, I liked the, I I the first season. I that about awesome. you. Oh no, yeah, yeah no. I, thought, I thought you you loved it from the get. Oh no, no, no. I, I watched Breaking Bad like on Netflix. Like it might have been on season four when I started watching season one, and everybody wouldn't shut up about how good it was. Mm-hmm. Which of which one of these people I am now? And and then like I just went ahead and I was like, okay, I am going to watch this show that everybody yeah. won't stop talking about. Yeah. And then about season three, I was like, oh yes, this is this is what they mean. All right. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wouldn't say phenomenal either. I don't think I was riveted every episode, but the production value is fantastic. The story, especially by the tenth episode, just wrapped it all together so nicely. It was it was very cool mm-hmm. to see that all come together. So I'm kind of, I'm pretty excited to see how season two comes. I needed a podcast about Westworld. Yeah, like I think it's that definitely out there. That would have been I know right. That would have been yeah. the thing that would have because I I don't think I understood all the little nuances so, of it either. I needed somebody to like tell me what I was missing. So oh, really, the, the, so. I, when when the, when when things started putting together, I was like I was like I think this, I think this, and then when it happened, I was like, boom. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, I think so, that's what the difference is. So minor spoiler for season two. Ooh. It's in the trailer. There's a tiger. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take my headphones off here. Go ahead, though. Just, and, and, and it was hinted on season one too. Oh, actually, actually. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're two feet away from me. <laughs> so Westworld, right? W W, and uh, one of the scenes in the first season, uh, they they saw a sign that had S W. Right, and and there were uh, in the trailers for season two here where they they do enter uh, Shogun World. Or Samurai World. Oh, okay. So there are multiple worlds. Well, you know that in, in that this was, park, that world wasn't. I'm trying oh. to remember, was that world in the 1970s? There was three in the in the 1970s. Yeah. The first one they drove in. There were three worlds. There was West World. There was Rome World. And uh, what was the? I, I feel like this is too much of a spoiler for. It. Yeah, but but, but, but this is from a movie from the 70s. So. I don't know, man. Look, when somebody told me Jesus died at the end of Passion of Christ, I was. Uh, yep, and the Titanic sinking. <laughs> uh, a word sank. <laughs> Damn it, Bo. Yeah, uh, I did, but I right. did see a tweet that basically had uh, one of the characters in a garb other yeah. than yeah. than what it would have been for Westworld. Westerns. Yeah, and I was like, what? So I was like, I so that puts that in perspective, I yeah. guess, which is a yeah. bad thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, I I got into a, a reading because you know when. Uh, reading about where Westworld is, 
Like where on the world is, is this Westworld? Yeah, like in their world? No, in like so not in yeah in their world. It's on Earth. Uh, what somewhere. state is it in? Yeah, yeah. What state or oh, that's what place? Okay, yeah. And uh, the consensus from this article is that it's actually somewhere in the Atlantic. It's underwater. Oh, yeah. No way. That's way too expensive. There's so much like bare land in the United. States. Oh, but I guess you can't. I mean, you're not killing people. You're killing robots. There's so much like. Hey. Oh well, that's a question too. Like, when, when are you going to start talking about robot rights? But like, uh, or taxing robots? <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I think I, I, it's probably some Arizona somewhere. There's a million billion miles of land where there's nothing going on in the United States. Yeah. All right. Well, it was that was the that was All their right. location. Hey. Okay. Uh, one more thing for me. I think a uh, Batman Ninja comes out this week. I want to say. Oh. And the cool. current Rotten Tomato score. Oh, you mean uh, last week, right? Well, is that was it already out? I, I, I want to wa- watch it. It's May 2nd. Oh, right, right, right. It came out last week. Good job, Bo. Should I edit that? <laughs> I mean, anyway, so uh, Johnny Rotten Tomato score for Batman Ninja? 92. Bo, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say it's high 80s. Uh, audience score, 100%. Oof. Yes. I, I'm super excited about that. All right. My uh, last takeaway is I watched a foreign movie, Chinese movie called Chasing the Dragon, starring Andy Lau, who is like a huge actor. Growing up, he was a huge actor. And the fact that he's still around. Like to you? To me. Oh, like growing one, of your, up. one of your favorite childhood actors? Oh, yeah. That's cool. So keep that in mind. Like 30 years later, this man still looks amazing. Uh, Asian people, you know, oh, you guys are. Uh, he looks phenomenal. Some of you yeah. age really well. I mean, I already look like a melted candle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 24. <laughs> so, so it stars Andy Lau and Donnie Yen. Hey, who we all Yen. know from the Ip Man movies. Okay. So it's a very cool movie talking about the um, out of Hong Kong and the crime and the police, and it's a long drama movie, but very well done. I recommend it. it's on Netflix. Is it uh, subtitled or no? It is subtitled. Mm. Oh, I but, also... But it helps to listen to it with a Chinese person who can help you. <laughs> I, I don't have one <laughs> handy. <laughs> I started watching the movie um, Mute. Oh, I, I like Mute. Yeah. Horrible. 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 No. I, I only got through part of it. It's too strong a word. It's fine. But because uh, I... I, I can only watch like half of a movie and then I have to go do baby stuff. Yeah. But one of my favorite scenes in that movie that I saw, uh, I don't know, is it a spoiler? It's in the same universe as the movie Moon. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought uh, that I, was I, I didn't awesome. get that. You didn't get that? That was no. my favorite scene the whole entire thing. Like mm-hmm. he's watching TV and the guy, who's the guy that plays uh, the character in Moon? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. It's, it's a room full of Sam Rockwells in... Um, in the courtroom arguing. <laughs> in in mute? Yeah, in mute. Oh, I missed I missed that totally. And I, 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 already, and I was like, I was like awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. All so. right. Well that raises up two points from zero to two. Yep. <laughs> uh did I talk about Kanye West on this episode or last, last episode? Okay, last episode. Okay. Last week. Yeah, last week. Yeah. All right. Uh anybody got anything else? Okay. Well hey, well thanks for listening to another riveting episode mm. of the junto show we appreciate you guys so much uh and if you appreciate us please leave us a five-star review on itunes or stitcher uh if you think we're a four-star podcast we appreciate that but you can keep that to yourself and but you can still visit our patreon page yes five-star reviews four-star guys just give us some money at our patreon <laughs> page included in the show notes uh until next time i'm lance i'm johnny and i'm Bo. thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>